It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Reds fans, and welcome into the Locked On Reds Podcast. I'm your host, your cheap seat crony. My name is Jeff Carr. We've got a great episode for you here on your Wednesday. Going to be talking about Tucker Barnhart and the spring training that he just couldn't wait for. We're also going to look at a couple of more news and notes as spring training has begun with pitchers and catchers reporting yesterday. Today is their official first day of you know, working out. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. But before we get to that, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher. Also, make sure to look us up on social media at Jeff Carr with three F's and at Lockdown Reds. Both of those are the Twitter accounts. And check us out on Instagram at Lockdown Reds and at Carr Jeff. So just reverse my Twitter name there. Also check out the website, LockedOnReds.com. Still working on some behind-the-scenes things, trying to get it all set up for some new writers for the new season. I'm very excited about that. Hopefully get that all figured out here before too long, and we'll get it all rolling. So... Today, I was reading in The Athletic, as I've mentioned before, if you are not subscribed to The Athletic, I definitely recommend you do so. Lots of great coverage there, not only on the Reds, but also on the Bengals and FC Cincinnati, UC, even Xavier, you know, if you like those guys. But a lot of good writers there, and C. Trent Rosecrans sat down with Tucker Barnhart yesterday to talk to him. I He's said before that Tucker Barnhart is his favorite player to interview, probably that he's ever interviewed, because he just he just talks, he just goes. There's no canned answers, there's no player speak or anything like that, and he gets a lot of good stuff from him. And he was talking to him about a myriad of things between what it was like going through the offseason, especially with the rumors and all of that stuff, and then also what it's like seeing the new pitchers and getting to work out with them for the first time and all of that good stuff. And, you know, there was a lot that caught my eye in this interview, which is why I wanted to talk about it. Because if you're subscribed to The Athletic and you haven't read it, go and read it right now. You're going to want to buy a Tucker Barnhart jersey after you read it. But there's so much good stuff in there. I mean, Tucker is the quintessential pro. He understands the business side of things, he understands that there is going to be a point where maybe he, expendable is not the right word, but essentially that's what we're looking at here with this. But, you know, the first question that C. Trent asked him, he said, you're pretty excited to still be here, aren't you? And Tucker just had the best answer. I mean, you can, you can picture Tucker sitting down and just you know, just having a great conversation with you where he's completely open. Because with this answer, I mean, he was like, oh yeah, I heard a lot of stuff this offseason that I was hoping didn't come to fruition because I was hoping to be here because we're going to be good and I want to be part of it. So to say I'm excited is probably an understatement. I mean, think about this. He, he's been through, you know, for lack of a better term, the, la- the last four years have been crap. He's been through the crap. 
now the Reds look to, if not be completely on the other side of that, they're definitely coming out of it. The light is at the end of the tunnel. I mean, as most people are saying, that they're going to be a pretty decent baseball team, much improved from the last couple of years. In fact, some are saying this is the best, that they have the chance to be the best opening day roster since 2013. And I totally agree with that. But Tucker is saying, you know, he went through all of these rumors just like, man, come on, you got, you got to be telling me that I went through all of that. And now that we're on the other side of it, now you're going to ship me to Miami, who is in a perpetual state of rebuilding? It's easy to sympathize with him. And I know there was the argument, and I made the argument too, that you can't just say, well, we got Tucker Barnhart, we can't look to get another catcher and improve. But at the same time, Tucker's a pretty awesome dude, and I'm absolutely happy to have him on the team. Super excited that he gets to stay. And then C-Trent really got into the nuts and bolts and stuff, asking him, you know, if he, what he's learned from the new guys, if anything. And one of the things that stood out to me whenever he was talking about Alex Wood, Tucker said that he has been in Goodyear since January 30th, 31st range. He said that he left Indianapolis whenever it was negative 14 outside, which that was a about that time because it was pretty cold here then too and he got out there and he's been catching Alex Wood for two and a half weeks already so these guys are ready and raring to go they've all been out there for a while and Tucker's just said you know his his overarching feeling of this offseason was he just wanted it to end he wanted to be back on the field he wanted to get ready to go he wanted to bring us the fans what he believes this team can bring to us this season. He says that we're going to be good. He says it multiple times during the interview, and it's, you know, it's really exciting stuff to tell. One of the things that Citrin asked him, he said, what can you tell from catching a pitcher in February? You know, it's way too early to be like, oh, man, he's, he's not going to be good. Here you go. And Tucker said it's hard. We honestly haven't even started yet. And when you think about it, you know, I mean, he goes into a lot more detail, says that he doesn't get that long to pitch with him. It's like a bullpen session will last 20 minutes and they'll get to talk for 10 or 15 minutes afterward. And then sometimes the bullpen session will only last for 10 minutes and they'll get to talk. And, you know, he, he's got to figure out guys during spring training, his, his pitching staff, which, you know, barring injury is pretty much already set. He knows Di Scafani and he knows Castillo, but he's got to learn the other three guys and Sonny Gray, Alex Wood, and Tanner Rourke. And he's got a spring to do it. I, he's a smart dude, and he said that his biggest focus this spring training is just to learn from the pitching side. I feel like he's probably got as much of a handle on hitting as he wants to have. He's going to focus on leading this pitching staff because he's super excited about that. We're going to go into a quick break here for a few ads, but stay with us. You're listening to the Locked on Reds podcast. This is the Locked on Reds podcast on a Wednesday. My name is Jeff Carr. In the first half, we talked about Tucker Barnhart. Now we're just going to look at a few news and notes and things like that to close out today's episode. I was reading an article over at redlegnation.com, our friends over there, by Steve Mancuso. He does a really awesome job 
of laying out what has happened basically since the end of last season and pointing out, you know, later on in the 2018 season, it became very clear that it was going to be hard to trust the Reds front office moving forward because the front office was essentially making decisions that Bob Castellini would then overturn. And that's really not something that you want. And to know that the rebuild was basically predicated on that idea was troubling. He lines out what has happened since then to change our idea of what the Reds are doing and to lend us the ability to trust how the Reds are going to move forward from the front office perspective. And he makes the statement at the end, you know, I won't spoil the whole thing for you. It's definitely a good read over at redlegnation.com. But at the end, he's talking about, you know, whenever they were going through the whole JT Realmuto rumor fiasco, it really wasn't a fiasco, but the saga of JT Realmuto and how it just, you know, years passed. If we had some kind of rumor with that, we almost had the underlying thought of, ah, well, they're going to screw it up. You just wait. But this year was different. Seeing the moves that they made, the savvy moves that they had made up to that point, it was different to look at the possibility of JT Romuto. You knew, you know, if if not completely knew, you trusted the idea that the Reds would do the right thing. Because, you know, Jonathan India was the rumored top prospect in the deal from the Reds but they weren't going to go any higher. In fact, it was reported that the Marlins wanted either Senzel or Tremel, and the Reds weren't budging. And I take great pride knowing that the front office has a complete grasp on exactly what they wanted to do, and they had a, you know, kind of like a budget, I guess, if you will. It's kind of crass to use that about talking about, you know, people, players are people too. but. They had a line, and they didn't cross it, and they still made the team better, and that's just a phenomenal thing to look at. And by making the team better, it segues into my second note that I had, because I was listening to Mo Egger's show on ESPN 1530 today, and C. Trent was on there for a little bit, and C. Trent mentioned, you know, Mo Egger asked him the question, you know, he said, you look at last year, and it felt like on the pitching side of things, the Reds were just trying to fill innings. Maybe on the hitting side, they had a little bit more grasp on things, but it felt like there were a lot of open roster spots for rookies and guys like that to grab, and then it came down to the point where it felt like they were almost trying to fill roster spots with guys. Now, how many roster spots are actually open? And C. Trent said there might not even be five roster spots that are actually open. There's just so few needs as far as, I mean, you know, we need need to figure out who's playing center field. There might be a competition for the fifth starter, but I really feel like Di Scalfani has got the leg up. And then there's probably a few bullpen spots up for grabs. You've got Robert Stevenson, who's out of options. He's got to prove that he can pitch in the major leagues, or you know he's probably going to not be a red. And then I was looking today, Matt Whistler is also out of options. So I don't know, maybe he could clear waivers and go to AAA, but it sounds like he might even be one of those guys that they're looking to see if there's anything there that they could put. 
onto the Major League bullpen with Matt Whistler, and they'll probably do it if they find that bit. So, you know, maybe there's really only two or three spots. You know, you're looking for a utility man. Is Alex Blandino still the Alex Blandino from before the knee injury? Um, is Nick Senzel going to be the center fielder? And if not, is he the utility man? Because, you know, it's, it's a big question as to if Nick Senzel begins the year in the major leagues on opening day, do the Reds forfeit the whole Super 2 thing and, you know, all of that good stuff? I think if he makes it in center field during spring training, then yeah. But if he's looked at as like a super utility guy, he probably spends the first two and a half weeks in AAA. So, you know, there's a couple of back-end bench spots that are open. But for the most part, the team is pretty filled out. The front office has done a phenomenal job of really retooling. I wouldn't say they rebuilt the team. They definitely rebuilt the starting rotation, but they definitely retooled the team as a whole. Bringing in Puig, bringing in Kemp, which, you know, I, I don't know how much playing time Kemp figures to have. Today was the first time that anyone actually got any sort of quote out of him as you know, he was in good year and he was putting on some red stuff and you know, he, he told a reporter he's like, I look I look pretty good in red. So who knows? Maybe he'll be red this year. And you know, you've also got a couple of relievers that the Reds now have. So things are looking up. Things are being talked about. You know, the Reds are being talked about nationally. I ranted yesterday about how they kind of got overlooked by Mark Teixeira on SportsCenter, and he was talking about the Cardinals instead of the Reds and blah, blah, blah. But they are being looked at by a lot of people as an interesting team for the 2019 season. Most people don't think they can make the playoffs, and that's fine. I don't know you know, I'm sure most of you listening to this podcast have known Cincinnati sports for a long time, as I have. Cincinnati sports do not do well. Cincinnati sports teams do not do well with expectations. You know, how you feel about that, you, it's, some people say, well, that's not, that's not a very nice way to feel about your team. But it's true. Anytime that there's been, you know, the Bengals have been favored or the Reds have been favored, Think about the 2012 playoff series. I know that kind of hurts to bring that up, but they were favored against the Giants. They came home with a 2-0 lead, and what happened? The Reds just do better when the spotlight is not on them to begin with. They like to steal the spotlight by the end. I feel like this team is kind of built that way. They don't have the Corey Kluber that we thought they might go for. We, we don't have the Dallas Keuchel thought we might go for and you know they didn't go get Bryce Harper and Manny Machado but you know even though those guys are still out there and that's a whole different topic but I feel like this team coming into spring training is just a phenomenally placed you know phenomenally set up team and all credit goes to Dick Williams and Nick Craw and David Bell as they put together this unit and we're just going to get to see what they do on the field the first spring training game is just a few, you know, it's over a week away, and we'll get to see how they play in game scenarios. I'm excited. So tomorrow, 
Throwback Thursday. Get excited. We're going to look at some random history guy from the Reds. I'm not going to give up who it is, but he's going to be awesome. You're listening to the Lockdown Reds podcast. Make sure you subscribe iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher. Check us out on social media. And look us up at LockdownReds.com. I'm your host, Jeff Carr, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Lockdown podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.